From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Indeed, it is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, I was I was reading an obituary the other day of somebody in my hometown that had died, had lived a, a very long life, and that was right in the obituary. This is the day that that was her favorite saying. This is the day I the love Lord it. has How made. Appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Let us let us rejoice and be glad in it from the Psalms. And beautiful. Uh, it was it was beautiful. It really touched my heart because we we open the show frequently saying that mm-hmm. we're joined by Jim McCormick, the president of the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra, president, CEO, CEO, Grand, Grand Poobah, everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got a lot of initials yeah. behind your name. And Bob, it's so good to be back in the studio with you. Yes. What an old fashioned concept. I know. It, 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 you know, <laughs> we we got so used to doing. Uh, I feel very blessed that during the pandemic. We were able to do the show mm-hmm. uh, right from the start. You yeah. know, the the the, the s- building was empty, uh, but um, we were we were very careful. Right. We, we wore masks. Mm-hmm. We were, washed our hands. We uh-huh. did all the all the stuff, and uh, we were able to just as the church was was you know we were having uh, mass on on online and mm-hmm. et cetera. Uh, Catholic schools went from. Friday, no more in person. Monday, they yeah. were already online. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, you know, yeah. our, our faith didn't skip a beat, and we, we, Gabe and I, feel very blessed that we were able to to stay on the air mm-hmm. through through all that, because the the faith didn't stop. God <laughs> did not leave the building. If anything, it hopefully will make us stronger. Exactly. You know, exactly. determined type of thing. So, and but, choral society and orchestra, you got to follow. All kinds of, of rules, uh, and, and I'm uh, not objecting to any of the rules because they were, you know, promulgated by by well-meaning people. I know there's controversy, mm-hmm. but but you you know you 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 had to follow the rules. We didn't know what we were dealing with for yeah. a long time. It's been a long three years, but we're emerging, uh, and we're we're watching the numbers daily. Uh, but we we feel stronger, and I'm happy that the Coral Society, with their good spirit. They have emerged uh, as a coalesced unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stayed in touch with our constituents as much as we could during COVID. Um, and as you know, last May, we did finally get together and do the Verdi Requiem. But this year represents our 27th season. Wow. And 25 and 26 were a little bit uh, different <laughs> because of COVID. But we count it as a season because we hung together. Uh, and so we're happy to say we plan to have a full season this year. That's wonderful. Yeah. You know, Jim, there I heard during the pandemic, whether it was from friends, whether it was from family, whether it was from our kids, uh, who were well, they we had four teenagers at the start of the pandemic. Uh-huh. Some of them decided not to be teenagers anymore and they passed that nineteen th- yeah. golden threshold. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, during the pandemic. But three things I heard that they really, really, really missed. Mass. Mm, good. And, and just the you know, community. community. Whether, it's, whether it's Bible study, whether it's mass, whether it's, you know, ministry days. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, connecting. Uh, yeah. Connecting yeah, yeah. on fire, the, mm-hmm. you know, at, at, at Six Flags. Uh, just, you know, youth groups, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Sporting events mm-hmm. in person. And music. And music, music, exactly. Concerts, yeah. gatherings, yeah. Uh, festivals. Well, Bob, uh, nothing brings people closer together than live music. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's all kinds of recorded, but I, I maintain that live music has a different energy. Yeah. And it does. It builds a sense of community both on stage and off. Right. Uh, and so we had to be strong, and we were. Uh, we Zoomed when we had to with our people, um, and we stayed in touch, made phone calls, made sure they're okay. Uh, and there was some movement, but we did audition a few new people last summer. Uh, and I'm proud to say that we're launching the season uh, with our usual usual stained glass concert um, that we'll, we've entitled War and Peace because it features Haydn, the great... coming? <laughs> well, it features the great um, uh, classical composer Haydn's uh, mass in time of war. Mm-hmm. And then it will be offset 
by a wonderful work by an English composer, Howard Goodall, uh, called Eternal Light. So they, these two works really do complement each other. So we'll be back at Fremont Presbyterian Church to launch Stained Glass. And as you know, Fremont has great acoustics. It's got the mother of all great pipe organs. Let me tell you, we happen to have one of the greatest organists in Northern California, Ryan Enright, who will be our orchestra. So we're really happy that we're back together singing uh, a sense of community. Uh, and yeah, we have missed each other. Yeah, and an organization as big as yours, you're you're going to have attrition every year anyway, a, uh, little, a little bit. I mean, you know, people move, people. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, life changes. Yeah, you're right, exactly. But it's really neat when people do move to the area and they find us under sacramentocoral.org, an audition. They make a ton of new friends very fast. Is is that pretty common? You'll you'll get you'll get a call saying, "Hey, I moved here from Portland, and, and, we, and yeah. I I was in this, yeah. or I was in the high school people, choir or the college, or people who've sung in a good part of their life. They know that one of the best ways to create community and meet people is through a choir. Yeah. And we've had people that live here one or two months, get their feet on the ground, and say, "Okay, it's time to get back into a choir." You know. So we had some wonderful uh, requests by email for auditions so Don Kendrick our conductor set them up and we have about eight to ten new people uh, and it brings new energy uh, and they all read music well and uh, we're off to what we think will be a strong start to the year wow I, I you know I had a friend that um, it, it wasn't the pandemic it was a few years ago maybe ten years ago and uh, uh, went to midnight mass just it was quote unquote fallen away Catholic. Yeah, went to midnight mass, just midnight mass, you know, on mm. Christmas Eve, and and she said, "Boy, they got a good choir here. I like this. I like this choir." Went and talked to the choir director, and the next thing you know, I mean, she's the most. It, it, but it's more than the choir now. Mm-hmm. She's she's back yeah. going to mass. She's back in yeah. her faith. The Lord works yeah. in mysterious ways. Yeah, well, music does that. Yeah. And it does draw, because within the choir itself is a warm sense of community. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's a chance to create beauty and also give back to the community. You know, they, they are, in essence, music ministers. Yeah. And that's Absolutely. important to realize. I and mean, we take it seriously. So. Yeah. Uh, but we have lots of good things in store at this first concert, Bob. It's uh, October 22nd, mm-hmm. and people can find information about it on our website at sacramentocoral.org. So it's a stained glass concert that we started back in 2009, uh, and it's uh, two works by Haydn, a, a classical composer, and the English contemporary composer Howard Goodall. Uh, the concert is entitled War and Peace, and... Uh, we uh, are, are delighted that we have tickets on sale online, basically. We're trying to encourage people to buy their tickets online at sacramentocoral.org. But we will have some tickets available at the door. And I just want to say, I mean, the atmosphere at Fremont is a wonderful atmosphere because mm-hmm. the acoustics is really not a bad seat in the house. And Haydn, the composer from the 18th century, yeah, we used to call him Papa Haydn because he lived such a long life. And he basically was responsible for founding the symphonic form. He was really big into structure and music. So he lived from 1732 to 1809. And in 1796, he was aware that good old Napoleon was ravaging Italy and was on his way. He was making a beeline for Vienna. Haydn was from Austria. And he worked for uh, the Esterhazy family. Back then, you know, families used to support composers. And so the head of the Esterhazy family, uh, he commissioned Haydn to write a mass in honor of his wife every year. And so he wrote six masses. And uh, he, uh, this one was he dedicated because there's a timpani involved in the Agnus Dei. And the whole mass does have uh, ominous sort of sounds to it now and then that, that, that Napoleon's on his way, so to speak. Uh, so in 1796, he wrote the mass. Wow. And uh, I think Napoleon met his Waterloo around 1815. But uh, it, it was 
it, it was an exciting time for them. And the Mass itself is typical classical style, but it's really exuberant. Uh, it, it's joyful. You'd think, oh, a Mass in time of war. Mm-hmm. But there are some joyful moments in the Mass. Uh, but it's the timpani that you'll hear in different sections of the work that uh, sound like the drums of war. You'll hear fanfares inside the chorus, and you know, in the orchestra has a lot of brass. But what we will do, our orchestra is Mr. Ryan Enright, so he is our organ orchestra, the ten-fingered orchestra, Ryan Enright, and he will, on that instrument, go in, he'll spend the week before the concert, and he will go in and he will register all the different sounds of the flute, the brass, the strings, so that he can sound like the orchestra that Haydn would have wanted. Wow. So the work uh, accommodates for uh, professional uh, soloists as well. So we're really proud to have with us that, that quality of solo, soloists that can enhance our work. So 1796, let's see, the U.S. Constitution was 1789. And the, the, uh, and the French Revolution, so too. And the French Revolution. Yeah. So the U.S. was seven years old and we've been 20 years past the fourth yeah. the original fourth of july yeah. of independence but it was 13 years till we yeah finally became the oh, constitution that, that's right and um so the our country was seven years yeah old. it's pretty amazing and to he think. was he was born in, in 1732 so he yeah. was in his 60s yeah oh yeah. yeah as a composer he was a happy person and he was successful financially a lot of composers weren't because they didn't have the backing of some yeah. aristocratic family yeah but he wanted music to serve the people even though he was writing for specific families he he wanted to make sure that ordinary people could attend these mm-hmm. concerts so 1796 was a premiere in Esterhazy but then he took it to Vienna and showcased it there and uh, he uh, we we love his masses we've taken his other mass to Europe and uh, because the audience in Europe they l- love Haydn mm-hmm. so um we we do have um, some uh other instrumentalists that I'll talk about later but if you want, I have a, a couple of musical Very examples good. here. <clears throat> As you know, um, a lot of these masses are founded on the, the, the form of Curie, Gloria, Credo, Sanctus, Benedictus, Agnus Dei, Dona Nobis Pacem. So Haydn was no different. Uh, but what I love, in the opening example that we have, it is the Curie, but right away you can sense the energy and the, the interaction of the orchestra between the chorus and in this example, after the chorus sings a short snippet, the soprano soloist just soars, she regales us. So I want you to pick up on the sort of almost nervous energy that there's an impending war. This is the opening of uh, Haydn's Mass in Time of War, Curie Laison.
So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we jumped ahead a little bit because that's the second half of the show. Um, the uh, work by Goodall, uh, the great composer, English composer. It's he so wrote good Eternal Life. that we had Beautiful. to get it in. That's a teaser. That's okay, <laughs> Gabe. Um, and if you want, I don't know if we have time to go back to the original Curie sure. by Haydn. Absolutely. Yeah. So the first four examples, uh, Gabe, are by Haydn, not Eternal Light. stuff you know bob you can sense that like for classical music it's quite dramatic right a lot of people think classical music is so periodic you know you can predict what's coming next but that is really dramatic yeah. uh, and they're like it's almost an imploring lord have mercy don't let napoleon overrun vienna yeah. <laughs> type of thing yeah. so it's really um it's really touching to see how these composers this was late in his career 1796 right. he lived 13 years longer than this right. But um, it, it's wonderful to see how he evolved, and he sort of set the scene for Beethoven, who right. was uh, coming uh, up and coming in the 1820s. So and, uh, the concert uh, is, is a dedication to. Yeah, we decided, Bob, that that it was only fitting to dedicate this amazing choral concert uh, to our own Rachel Kessler, uh, who passed away in early September. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Rachel Kessler was quite a choral icon mm -hmm. in Davis, in the Republic of Davis. Hugely respected woman. Oh. She was a she was a force of nature. She, she really. Oh yeah, she made big things happen. She founded the Davis uh, Community Choir and the Davis Chorale. Uh, she founded the Davis Children's Chorus. She taught middle school at Wal uh, Waldo Emerson. Um, she conducted for Chorus America in Lake Placid in 1984. Mm. She was a singer and soloist at Pioneer United Congregational Church in, in Sacramento. And she actually, like you've heard of Robert Shaw, the great choral right. man. She sang in the Robert Shaw Chorale. Like, how many of us can say that? Wow. And she also sang in Southern California in the Roger Wagner Chorale. And she was a great musician. Uh, she passed away, I think, around the age of 85 in, in early September. And what, one of her big hallmarks was in 1985, there's a, a great English composer, John Rudder, and he was a good friend of, uh, of, of, of a fellow who was a music director at Fremont Presbyterian mm -hmm. Church, Mel Olson. So Mel brought John Rudder, we've done lots of his works, Mel brought him to um, the U.S. in 1985, and he wrote his Rudder Requiem, which is an, a famous piece of music that we actually took to Europe ourselves. And he heard Rachel Kessler as a soprano singing a solo mm -hmm. at one point. And that night, on a Friday night, he went and he added another movement, the Lux Eterna, and he asked her to sing it. Wow. The, the, the ink was wet on the page. Uh, wow. So in 1985... Rachel was featured with John Rudder at good old Fremont Presbyterian in this amazing work that was to become international. And so she, she, he made her a star, but she also made him look good. So that's in 1985. Fast forward now to 2015. We're talking 30 years. The Choral Society decided to do the Rudder Requiem, and we wanted to honor Rachel. So we had Rachel and her family as our special guests at Fremont Presbyterian mm -hmm. Church, uh, and we presented her with flowers and accolades and hugs. Um, so that was seven years ago. So seven years later, we're honoring dear Rachel, who is now probably conducting the Celestial Choir, I uh, would imagine. Indeed, indeed. yeah. You know, and it, it's interesting, 
how multifaceted so many pe- people's lives are. Mm-hmm. And I knew her as this great choir teacher that, yeah. that had a great influence on a number of my children. You know, yeah. I mean, and didn't know all the rest oh, of yeah. it. You know? Oh, yeah. No, she she uh, studied in Indiana, also in Illinois. And she was a consummate musician. She knew how to shape a phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was also very kind. And uh, she said, I don't know if you've ever seen her smile, <laughs> but her smile could light up the entire concert hall. Yeah. And so, and I, I, I get goosebumps thinking about the connection to Fremont Presbyterian uh, right. 30 years ago, or more, 37 years ago now, and how John Rudder was taken up by her amazing voice. And he wrote a movement in his Rudder Requiem, especially for her. And so to have her in our audience gave us goosebumps in 2015. That's wonderful. So that's an appropriate appropriate. dedication. How how do you pick a venue for these various things? Well, uh, we're quite limited. For stained glass, we must have a quality organ. Uh It's got to be the mothership. (laughs) And there are two or three decent instruments in Sacramento, but also there has to be... Uh, the church has to be big enough eh, to f- fill our audience. Um, so the acoustics really reign supreme. But in good old Fremont's case, they installed a brand new organ back around 2009 or 10, mm-hmm. uh, and they beckoned us uh, because it's it's so easy for us to move in there and sing. There's mm-hmm. space on stage. Acoustics are great. Sight lines are fine. Uh, they treat us really well. It's a nice campus. And the other perk, Bob, is free parking next door at the Scottish Rite Temple. Right. And I want to emphasize that, folks. When you buy your tickets, you get free parking just opposite the church at 6151 H Street. So between the acoustics and the actual repertoire of the Choral Society's dedication, we urge our people to join us. Uh, at this concert. So are great acoustics at a place like Fremont Presbyterian, that, is that very intentional? Uh, I would like to think so. Most uh-huh. churches don't make it intentional. Um, they love carpet, right? Mm-hmm. And so they count on microphone sound for uh, what they call the front line, people singing rather pop culture at, mm-hmm. at the services, and that's not our cup of tea at all. You know, so uh, yeah, it, it, uh, the thing is, when they build these churches, unfortunately, when it comes to budget, acoustics don't have a big line item. Mm-hmm. But good old um, Fremont, years ago, they built a very simple structure. Uh, there's no pillars that impede the sight lines, and then they invested in this amazing pipe organ. Uh, that it's it's one of the best in Northern California, mm-hmm. and so and we happen to have one of the best organists. Ryan and right, you know. So, how how different will the orchestra be from the orchestra in 1796? Well, the the clarinets might have been uh, another type of finer instrument, um, and some of the string players might have been playing on a different type of string, um, probably thinner sound, mm-hmm. I would imagine, uh, and fewer people in a section: first violin, second violin. Um, and some of the brass might have sound a bit brighter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and, and we will have timpani with us at this mass because it's a, they call it the timpani mass, actually, this uh, mass in time of war. So we're bringing up Matt Darling, our timpanist from Fresno. He's the head of music uh, department down at University Cal, Cal State University, Fresno. So he's coming all the way from Fresno to be with us. And throughout the entire mass, you're going to hear this timpani in the background. So between the fanfares that you hear in the actual mass itself and that timpani sort of hinting at impending war, um, it, it promises to be quite dramatic yeah. in a peaceful way. <laughs> Jim, do you have another cut for us? Yeah, I sure do. So, uh, Gabe, this is the same Haydn composer, and it's the opening of the Gloria. And here, Bob, you'll hear the fanfare, like uh, almost as if the trumpets are saying, okay, it's wartime. Uh, so the fanfare and the excitement, and I want you to witness the interaction of the chorus and the orchestra. The Gloria opening in Haydn's Mass in Time of War.
sorry. I was just leaning back and enjoying the music. <laughs> Hello, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I think the word jubilant comes yes. to mind. Like the energy is yeah. infectious, but the excitement. And, and uh, you know, you can read into it what you want, uh, but the Haydn ended up adding the title after he finished the work, probably because of the political climate mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, happening at the time. Um, and in that work, so it's not the chorus reigns supreme in the work. I mean, oftentimes you'll have chorus and soloists, and we do have soloists with us for that work. There's four of them, but it is the chorus that carries the show. Haydn decided that's it. I want soloists, but those hardworking chorus, choristers, they get to show off. So we have with us our own Anne-Marie Endres, soprano. She has her own voice studio. We, she's been on our stage once or twice before. Uh, we love her to death. She's so dependable. Is she local? She's local, exactly. And she's done good work with the Light Opera organization here in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And then the mezzo is Julie Miller. Uh, now she's Julie, been around before. She here. has. She we, we she she studied um, in New York uh, after she did her masters, and then she did some light opera or some opera in Chicago. She's been on our stage about four to five times, and she's a great mezzo. She's teaching um, part time voice now at Sac State. Uh-huh. I'm proud to say, and when Julie was 18. She came to Europe with us oh, wow. uh, in 2004, and so we're happy to have her back on stage now as a as a mature teacher, uh, and she's just so dependable. We love her. And then Aaron Gollington is our tenor, and Aaron is a dedicated middle school teacher who happens to have a great tenor voice. So I'm happy that we're providing great employment for local talented soloists. So Kurt Winterhalter is the bass. He's in the Bay Area. He's also an actor, um, but he's got this wonderful bass voice. And so he will be our sort of out-of-town soloist. So Bob will be in good hands um, and uh, with these four soloists in uh, War and Peace. Oh, wow. Um, so if I could pursue, yes. uh, we'll move on to the credo. And what I love about this, I used the word jubilant before. Well, this is the epitome of jubilant writing. Um, and what you have, you have in the choir, you have soprano, alto, tenor, bass. And you have the interaction of the four voice parts, uh, the chorus and orchestra. So this is the opening of the credo in Haydn's Mass in Time of War. Excellent energy. And uh, we're talking about the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra's opening concert, War and Peace, on October 22nd at 8 p.m. at Fremont Presbyterian that Church. Is a Saturday evening. Yeah, Saturday evening at, at 8. So it means that after three years, the Choral Society is back, and it feels good. And uh, right now, we're, we encourage people um, to buy tickets online at sacramentochoral.org. We will have some tickets available at the door, we think. But what's the capacity of it? It's about 900. Yeah. And what we're doing um, in rows that would seat 15, uh, we're seating about 10, Mm -hmm. just to give people that comfort zone. Right. So uh, we expect, I I imagine our capacity for this concert would be 650 type of thing so are there are there no longer any restrictions at all um, um that most venues uh, have the option like i saw on the door and in, in here that you know masks 
are encouraged, uh, but uh, they don't have to show proof of vaccination, uh, and it will be up to the individual if he or she wants to wear a mask right, right. type of thing. So it's, it's starting to loosen up. You know, your doctor will tell you that we all have to learn to live with this. Yeah. And so we're being wise, you know, as much as possible. So it's good to be back, yeah, type of thing. Now, the Mass in Time of War, it got its name from the next movement. This is the On You Stay, mm-hmm. and throughout you should hear timpani rolling in the background as if the guns of war are a foreboding experience mm-hmm. type of thing. So this next example is the opening of the On You Stay, and the uh, piece itself, Mass in Time of War, got its name from this movement because of the timpani. Here we go. Jim McCormick, the president and CEO of the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. We're talking about War and Peace uh, Saturday, October 22nd, 8 p.m. at Fremont Presbyterian Church. Tickets uh, online, sacramentochoral.org. That's C-H-O-R-A-L, sacramentochoral.org. And we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank 
the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour. Hi, this is Brian Visitation, Director of Media and Communications for the Diocese of Sacramento. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thanks, Brian, for that wonderful introduction, and appreciate that very much. Appreciate all the great work you do here in the Diocese of Sacramento. We're with Jim McCormick from the Sacramento Choral Society Orchestra. Jim, you're talking about War and Peace, the instrumentalist. Uh, yes. What yeah. is an instrumentalist? Well, someone who's not a singer. Yeah. <laughs> someone who plays the, an instrument of their choice, hopefully. Is this somebody who tried yeah. out for the choir and they said, well... <laughs> yeah. you, you sing flat, maybe you better play the banjo, yeah. type yeah. of thing. Um, but it's nice because we have a wonderful chorus. We have a great organist, Ryan Enright. And for the second half of the concert, which emphasizes this will be peace, this will be the... The concert's called War and Peace, so this is the peace portion. Um, we, we chose a work by an English composer, contemporary, Howard Goodall. I love the name. And Howard Goodall is an English composer, quite contemporary, who uh, was also a broadcaster. And when he decided to write a piece that he called Eternal Light, mm-hmm. he wanted that not to appear as a requiem, but as solace for those who are left behind. So it's like requiem for the living, I guess. So he believes in the power of music to heal, to build community. So he wrote this work in 2008, uh, and I believe at one point when he uh, premiered it, he actually had had dancers and everything. Um, But what's fascinating about the work is it's very much, um, it it sort of takes the form of a requiem, but he juxtaposes some of the Latin text with poems that he happens to love in English, and they date back quite a few centuries, some of them. And so uh, you'll, you'll hear some Latin, but then you'll hear beautiful text. Mm-hmm. So this work uh, appeals to people because of, it provides solace, uh, and it's not meant to be jarring or anything like that. And so in 2008, he really scored in England, uh, it's been performed a few times in the U.S., but we, we are doing the area premiere of that work. And what I love about it, Bob, it features organ, okay, uh, with the large chorus. Uh, there are three soloists. We don't have the mezzo this time. We have the soprano, the tenor, and the bass. But in addition to the organ, uh, Good, Goodall, the composer, he decided to have piano with organ, which is pretty rare. Um, because the organ can just do so many things that a piano can. They're kind of jealous of each other, aren't they? Well, and, and they have to be tuned carefully, because yeah. if you have an out-of-tuned piano with an organ, you might as well <laughs> leave town, move to South America, you know. But in addition to organ and piano, he also decided to add a harp. And I thought, well, you know, when and if I go to heaven, I can't imagine a better combination, especially of organ and harp, but I'd be open to the idea of adding a piano. Uh-huh. But what I'm saying, it, it's, it's unusual instrumentation. And I think people will be struck by the texture. So we have with us our own Ryan Enright, a consummate organist. But we also have one of the best harpists in captivity, mm-hmm. Dr. Beverly Hain. She's been with the Choral Society for 20-some years. And she uh, will be performing on harp for the good all piece. Uh, and then Diana Murray will be the pianist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was at Sac State many years ago as a graduate student. She's performed with us in Carmina Barana. She has her own piano studio up in Loomis area. And so we're delighted to have three Snapcrack instrumentalists accompanying us, and it will add an unusual texture to the large chorus. So, good. so I think it's a great contrast to the Haydn. Um, and so it, we might go back to a movement that you heard a snippet of earlier. Um, this first movement, uh, which is Requiem Curiae, once you hear a little bit of Latin, you're going to hear a poem that begins, Close now thine eyes and rest secure. Thy soul is safe enough, thy body sure. This is the opening Requiem Curiae of Howard Goodall's amazing work, Eternal Light.
him studying his notes over there. Truly his notes. <laughs> you know, I've been looking at, like, what do you call that? A score? What score. Do you call a score. Yeah. Yeah, okay, score. yeah. yeah. The only mm. scores I know about are scorebooks. You know? <laughs> I would true. look at that in, in yeah. junior high school, and it, yeah. it looked like a foreign language yeah. to me, it, all it, those it, notes. It, and, it is another language, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fun to decipher, yeah. you know, and it's neat in rehearsal. When there's another voice part singing and you're not singing, it's, it's fun to watch their line and sort of sing their line under your breath, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, but the score is beautiful score. Um, uh, Eternal Light by, by oh. Goodall, type of thing. So we're delighted to have contrasting pieces, the Haydn Mass yeah. and the Goodall work. Um, and to have these quality instrumentalists with us on stage. Um, so the soloists... Uh, in the Goodall work will once again be the soprano um, Anne-Marie Andres. We won't have the mezzo because she's not featured in this work, but Aaron Gallington, the tenor, will be back. He's got some wonderful work in this piece. And then we'll have our dependable bass, Kurt Winterhalter, uh, helping us uh, in the bass section. So uh, it promises, I think it's a wonderful contrast to the Haydn work. Do these singers all have to have three or four syllables in their names? Uh, somehow it adds class or something, <laughs> you know, it does, or it makes yeah. them more mysterious, yes. <laughs> or maybe it changes their pay scale. No. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but but Goodall, uh, he acknowledged that music is has healing power, and he wanted the work, the Eternal Light, to be for the the living, and to offer hope, and 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 the fact that like when he finishes the work, with that in Paradisum, Lux Eterna that there is hope uh, for those of us left behind. So. Has the medical profession quantified music? And Oh, my gosh. I, I know for, for, for good health and good men, but, but for people who are mm -hmm. infirmed. Yeah, um, music therapy. Yeah, it's, it's in the last 20 years, it's become pretty important. Yeah. Sort of holistic healing uh, type of thing. So, and I mean, people know that uh, music can be a great mood changer. Um, so, oh, absolutely. so he, uh, he, he really did a, a great job, I think, of, of creating the work and then getting it out in front of the entire world. So, so we're really proud of it, actually, type of thing. Um, the second uh, example I'd like to play, it's, it's called Litany, uh, Belief, um, and it, it features the tenor soloist and strings. Uh, Ryan Enright will register the strings on the organ. Um, and what I love about it is the text, um, so this movement called Litany Belief. I have to believe that you still exist somewhere, that you still watch me sometimes, that you still love me somehow. I have to believe that life has meaning somehow, that I am useful here sometimes, that I make small differences. So this is Howard Goodall's other movement. Uh, entitled Litany Belief.
Jim McCormick, Jim, uh, tell folks one more time uh, how they can get tickets to War you and know, Peace. Uh, this War and Peace stained glass concert by the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. Uh, we are encouraging people to buy tickets online at sacramentochoral.org. Choral is C-H-O-R-A-L. And uh, it's uh, Saturday evening, October 22nd at 8 p.m. at Fremont Presbyterian Church. But all the information is online, and we're proud that we're dedicating this dear evening to Rachel Kessler. Very good. And uh, sacramentochoral.org. That's correct. And don't spell coral, C-O-R-A-L. You might, maybe you'll find a place that makes necklaces out of sacramental <laughs> coral. The good news, Bob, we'll probably have a few tickets available at the door Very as good. well. We try to always make sure that happens type of thing. Excellent. So. And but Jim, we encourage people whole, to support us. You've yeah. got a whole season ahead here. We're back, Bob. You're We're back. back. Yeah, we are. We're not just whistling Dixie. We're singing oh, and performing. Maybe you should whistle Dixie sometime. Well, maybe if there's the choral orchestral arrangement, we could make that happen. Yeah, yeah we are, Bob. So we're opening the season with stained glass uh, with you know uh, chorus and organ and other instrumentalists and soloists but then we move into the heavy hitters um, in December we have our much loved tradition home for the holidays I've, and I've been that, to so many of these oh, Jim and I'm glad just uh, you know with kids with grandkids yeah. kids with, young and old uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah kids young and old yeah uh, yeah my sister Mary always yeah. comes uh, what, just, what was it about it that appealed to you Bob what was it uh the whole sense of joy yeah. uh you know it's just joy it brings you know the 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 sing along with traditional That's, christmas hymns mm-hmm. uh, the, but then the the the, the puppets the, oh, you know the grinch the <laughs> son the, of the, a gun the the, the the choral society walk the mm-hmm. walking in with the candles mm-hmm. uh, it just it, it brings tears to my eyes yeah you it's know, touching. It, it it really does yeah. it, well in memorial auditorium what can i say yeah. that beautiful horseshoe seating yeah. you know it gives that sense of community doesn't it you know oh yeah um, the, the, and, the, and the memorial auditorium yeah absolutely i mean yeah. that's from my childhood yeah and they renovated it about four years ago right um, and we'll actually incorporate the old organ from 1928. It will be featured on stage with the orchestra. So we have uh, radiant Christmas carols, uh, old and new. Uh, we start in the balcony surrounding the audience, and there is a procession with candles, pseudo-candles, and, um, and the audience sing along. Santa, of course, will be there. Uh, and it's really wonderful because people have come. They want to come and enjoy themselves, and they want that sense of family and tradition. So we'll offer them, you know, what what we hope that will appeal to them. Uh, and we're really, really proud to have our tenor. Uh, we have a headliner, Salvatore Atti. He's a, an opera singer, studied at Boston Conservatory. And uh, so he will be regaling us that evening. And you can be sure if we uh, encourage him that he might do an amazing rendition of Oh Holy Night. Oh, wow. With orchestra and, and Sal up there. And what's wonderful, Bob, we're featuring our brand new choral risers because they've never been at home for the holidays. And so they're in a U shape. So the audience will be facing us, and then we'll be facing them seated in a U shape around the orchestra. So it completes a circle of strong community. So I'm, I'm happy. So that's December 10th at 2 p.m., and tickets are going to be on sale. And it's just a matinee this year. Just a matinee. We decided, since it's been three years, Bob, three long years, that we better play it carefully. Does Santa have a room there? Or what's he do the rest of the year? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we claim that that darn Grinch, he did st- he stole Christmas 20 and hey, 2021, right. but he is not stealing Christmas 2022, okay? So so that's home for the holidays, and people can check the Safe Credit Union uh, box office for tickets. That number is 916-808-5181, and tickets should be on sale there in the next couple of days, and they'll be on Ticketmaster very soon. So that takes us into spring of 2023. 
Uh, bear in mind, Bob, this is this will be our 27th season. Pretty amazing, you know. And the repertoire that we've done uh, and uh, the tours to Europe and China and Canada, uh, the compact discs, uh, the soloists we've hired, it's been quite a ride. So in the spring, uh, in March, we'll be at the new Safe Credit Union Performing Arts Center. It used to be called the Community Center Theater. Right, right. It was much shorter. Right on now, J Street there. Yeah. yeah. And they've done a, uh, you were at the concert, Bob, yes. in in May. They have done a great job. Oh, it's beautiful. The acoustics, the seating, the, you can hear. Uh, there's space on stage, there's better parking, better restrooms. Um, so we'll be at Safe Credit Union in March for our what we call European Masterworks. And so we'll feature the English composer Charles Villiers Stanford in his work Stabat Mater, uh, The Mother Was Standing. Uh, it's a work appropriate for Lent. Mm-hmm. And we'll offset that with a, a big hymn of praise, Lob Gesang, by the uh, German composer Felix Mendelssohn. So it promises to be an evening of majestic and powerful music. And the Stabat Mater by Stanford, the English composer, late 19th, early 20th century, it's a work of unspeakable beauty and transcendence. And it will feature four amazing soloists uh, that we'll, if you check our website, you'll see them listed there. Uh, So we're proud of that. And you can enjoy the music, but the new enhanced acoustics of Safe Credit Union will make your evening uh, uh, even more enjoyable. And then we'll wrap things up in May, Bob, uh, the 27th anniversary finale. And we have not done Carl Orff's amazing, rollicking, magical Carmina Burana in over seven years. And we figured it's time to bring that work out. So we will finish the year on May 13th with Carmina Burana by Carl Orff. Uh, we've featured that work a few times, and it really is our signature tune. And uh, it's it's exciting. A great soloist. Uh, the soprano, uh, Patricia Wesley, uh, has a high D that she has to sing pianissimo, and that's not easy to do. But we'll offset that at the beginning with a wonderful uh, orchestra work, uh, Overture, by Anton Dvorak, uh, Carnival Overture, mm-hmm. a lilting work that, that just sort of sets the scene for the evening. And then um, we'll finish with Eric Essenball's Lake Awake, uh, Lakes uh, at Dawn. So a great season lined up. And um, I, I encourage people to check us out at sacramentocoral.org and support us. And I should mention in passing, too, in late uh, December, we do have, we're bringing it back, the Messiah. The Messiah is returning to Sacramento, Bob. Um, Messiah's sing-along wow. on December 26th at 2 p.m. And you'll find information on our website, sacramentocoral.org. And it will be at First United Methodist Church. Ryan Enright will be our ten-fingered orchestra. Don Kendrick will be conducting. You can bring your own Messiah, or we'll have some Messiah scores at the door. Wow. So it promises to really be a great way to celebrate the day after Christmas. The 26th at 2 p.m. Right, 2 p.m. Ryan Enright, organist, Don Kendrick, uh, conductor. We have not had that program for three years, Bob, so we're really glad to be back. Jim, I'm just so thrilled that uh, you're back. I'm, it feels I'm good. thrilled that you're back in the studio yeah. with <laughs> us. Uh, I love the, when you bring music with you, and uh, you've, you've, in the last 27 years, you've uh, brought uh, music to Sacramento. And I, I tell you, Bob, uh, your program and the Bishop's Hour Catholic Radio, you have been so supportive. And normally at most concerts, people bump into me in the lobby, and they say, hey, I heard you on Catholic Radio. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I go, hey, do I owe you money? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't say that. <laughs> uh, if you want, Bob, I'll finish with uh, yes. one final example. This is him uh, from the Goodall work. It's a hymn, Lead Kindly Light. And um, you may know some of the lyrics, but um, Goodall wanted to provide solace for the living, not just for people who passed on. So a couple lines of the text. Kind, lead kindly light amid the encircling gloom. Lead thou me on. The night is dark and I am far from home. Lead thou me on. This is uh, the uh, hymn called Lead Kindly Light by Howard Goodall in his Eternal Light work. Thank you. 
We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. Mm-hmm. 